I think it's you. I think it's me. Getting better looking each and every time I see you. Well, you know what it could be? It could be my diet. I had that oh. possible walk no. <laughs> chat, and I'll tell you, it's quite the, uh, to quote Bonnie Tyler, it was a total eclipse of the plant-based veggie burger. I was looking on Twitter, former wow. co-host over here, earnings over under competitor JP. He, uh, he was eating one at the exact same time that I was. That's crazy. <clears throat> um, well... Uh, you know, I mean, I, I feel like you guys must have had kind of a symbiosis thing going on there for your Impossible Burger, but, you know, I think if I ever eat one, they don't call it the Impossible Burger for nothing. They don't call yeah. it. If you ever yeah. eat one, we, we, have a big sh- we have a big show today. There's yeah. this big protest that happened in Hong Kong, and uh, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I had my mic off for a second there. So what happens, we, leave, we lose, like, the microphones that are right in front of us and the headphones, then I'm all cheering, and I didn't even have it on. But I do now. Okay, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah, okay. we do now. So the big Hong yeah. Kong protest, right? Yeah. Big news. Craig Fuller's going to come here in just a little bit to break it down because he spent time in Hong Kong. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, I did. He's, he's told me. All right. Well, you yeah. know, and a, one of the big things that happened out of there is a Hong Kong billionaire. This guy, Peter Wu. He lost over a billion dollars in the Asian markets during these protests. What's the most money you've lost at one time? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so he lost a billion. I mean, it must yeah. have been chump change for him. I don't know. You know, I, I well, remember... Well, yeah, he still has $11.5 billion. Okay, so, so I mean, yeah. still, that was, a pretty good, that, was, that, was, that was a pretty good cut. Decent. I remember in 1998, um, I blew $3,000 on Brad Richdale's National Direct Internet Yellow Pages. Wow. He had convinced me that his course would sell itself... And if I just made this investment in his program, then I would basically be building my own empire. Um, I never sold a single one. I've never lost that much money outside of Vegas, Chad. We got a lot of headlines, too. Let's get to them, baby. (laughs) Yeah, that hurts. Thanks for bringing that up. Hong Kong Airport shut down Monday, as we've been talking about, Dooner. All flights into and out of Hong Kong have been shut down by the Hong Kong Airport Authority, uh, owing to the occupation of the airport by protesters. Mm. Airport operations at Hong Kong International Airport have been seriously disrupted. All flights have been canceled. All passengers are advised to leave the terminal buildings as soon as possible in a statement from the airport authority. Um, over 2,000 protesters showed up there, as you may have seen on the news. There was a, they came in mass, and uh, a lot of them have been about the extradition that had been going on. But this particular protest, and it's the 11th week on the anti-extradition bill, but this one, yeah. a lot of the verve and the current behind it was because a, a female protester was hit by a beanbag in the eye, and she, she injured her eye. And to me, it reminded me, like in 2004, when the Red Sox were in the ALCS, when they beat the Yankees in one of those games... A girl from Emerson was climbing the the wall, like the green monster over there. Oh. And a police officer shot her with a beanbag, and she died. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, but the importance of this, though, is that the good news is that Mondays are a slow day for cargo out of the airlines. The bad news yeah. is that Hong Kong is the 
Uh, it's the number one, what, air cargo port in the world? I think it's 5 million metric tons of cargo. Well, uh, and, and as FreightWaves journalist Ashley Coker wrote today in her article, if the airport closure is indeed lifted Tuesday, the impact of this single event will be easy to overcome. The more worrisome aspect of the closure is what it means for the state of air cargo in China moving forward. Freight Freighter flights, they did fly, though. Yeah, and the airport is slated to open back up on Tuesday. That's actually, I believe that's just in a couple hours from now. Yeah. Our time so, it was like three right, hours. They're way ahead of us. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think the protests have come back to the airport yet. There's still a fear that they may. Uh, police action, it's it's not a great scene. A lot of conflict in the world. And, you know, lastly, Cathay Pacific, their shares fell to a 10-year low today. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. A little bit better news, a little bit better news. Environmental stuff. Port of New York, New Jersey, they moved their first container via an electric truck. The Port of New York and New Jersey is touting efforts to clear the air around its marine terminals as the first zero-emissions drayage truck goes into service. New Jersey-based Best Transportation used an electric truck to transport 1,400-pound container from Mahar Terminals in Elizabeth, New Jersey, to a Costco location 34 miles away in Monroe, New Jersey. Well, This is the first trial of a zero-emissions truck for a container move, the port said. Dooner, the uh, the battery on that bad boy produces enough power to go 125 miles on a single charge and can carry a max weight of 105,000 pounds. Wow. And good for them. This goes along with the port's efforts to go green. Starting in July, the port limited new enrollments in the port's drage truck registry to models that meet 2010 emission standards. That's uh that's a lot better than my scooter. My electric Vespa gets uh about 60 I think 65 or 85 miles to a charge and when you put 205 pound me on it, it can't it can hit like 31 top speed instead of 32, which is always oh, like a little bit of shaming. Man, a little bit of electric <laughs> Vespa shaming. Well, um, anyway, they're not the only ones, Dooner. Fed, feds fund trucking improvements at the Port of Montreal. Canadian government to invest $18.5 million Canadian dollars for a logistics system bridge, bridge signs and intelligent communications to boost flow of trucks as a part of a broader effort to improve trade infrastructure. Montreal has already dramatically cut down processing times in an effort to reduce congestion, taking measures that include extending gate hours. Mm -hmm. Shocker. The port processed trucks in 47 minutes on average during the first seven months of 2019, seven minutes less than the same period of 2018. Yeah, well, uh, the improvements were designed to increase efficiency over there. There's 2,500 trucks. It's uh, Canada's, Canada, it's Canada's second largest port. In fact, the port has seen a growth for five years straight. So congratulations to the port of Montreal. And here is yes. the uh, company. This is a little bit of bad news for my favorite, Deliveroo, Chad. They're oh. leaving Germany. They're leaving the last mile food delivery market there. We saw those Uber and Lyft shares too, you know, and tough, tough economy over there. But on-demand food delivery startup Deliveroo has announced that it's leaving the German market, citing difficulties in maintaining the level of customer service that it offers across several other markets it operates in. The UK-based startup explained that it regrets the move, and it claims that it was not an easy decision to make. Chad, you ever regret any food you've had delivered before? You know, I've, I, that's a good question. 
No, I don't think I've ever regretted having food delivered. Maybe I need to think about doing it more often. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, but however, you know, about this Deliveroo company, the writing should have been on the wall for me as it has been for Deliveroo, I guess, because they've struggled to grow market capitalization in Germany against severe competition with the food delivery space. It's a tough space. It's a crowded market that's hard to gain leverage in. And for Deliveroo, that spelled sauerkraut. Yeah. It's so bad, right. I gotta give That's you a little cowbell. Wrong. It was the best of times, it was the brat worst of times, Chad. Oh, wow. But he's here, the man, Craig Fuller. Let's have him come in for a focus right now on Hong Kong. He has, uh, he's got roots over there, right? He went to school yeah. out that way. Here he comes. Come on in, Craig Fuller. He's all mic'd up. Welcome How to the you? studio. And look, Doing we, great. we put the helmet out for you. I know that you're excited for college football season. I, I am <laughs> quite excited for college football season. So my Baylor Bears? Yeah. National championships. Predicting wow. it right here on what Whoa, the, on that what is a bold right. prediction. Well, now, I will say you're... Our track record at Freight Ways of predicting college football games is quite sad. Yeah. Uh, we do a much better job of predicting freight markets than we do college football. Yeah. But Fair enough. I am going to predict that the Baylor Bears are going to win the national championship. Wow. Right really here. bold prediction. Right here. Hey, I'm so. into. Went to Baylor as well, dude. Very nice. I like um, him. <laughs> uh, so, and what Probably if, Alabama, but. Alabama, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> really? No. Uh, uh, one of the, uh, so when did you live in Hong Kong? So I was there in 1999. Okay, uh, so, so I lived after there, you graduated. So, no, 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 it was during college. Oh, it was during college. college. That's right. Same age, we would have both been 20, right? That's like That's a right. I finished, freshman. Anyway. I was in college. I was at gotcha. university, Hong Kong Baptist University, which was, uh, which was a ch- uh, exchange program with my university, Baylor, uh, Second Bears. Uh, and I was over there for uh, about six months. Yeah. And so living over there, I got to see it. Now, 1999 was uh, about two, was two years after the changeover. So uh, it was a British yeah. colony, uh, and then Britain handed over the reins to China uh, in 1997. And so uh, Hong Kong was actually in an economic sort of an economic downturn. It was the Asian flu. They called the Asian flu financial crisis. Uh, existed then, and there was a lot of tension with um, Hong Kong because this was relatively new. So the generation that was over there was new to being a part of a semi-autonomous uh, 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 colony uh, or, or you know, area of China. Yeah. What are they protesting right now? Can you give us a tiny bit of yeah, context? Yeah, so the, the, the context is that the Chinese government, the central government of China, the Communist Party, um, for, for many years has had the options to, so they have elected officials in Hong Kong. Yeah. But then ultimately China is able to actually pick the, effectively the mayor or the, if you want to think of it as the person that controls the, the governor of Hong Kong. And, uh, that's created a lot of tension. And one of the things that, that Hong Kong has is follow the British system of having, um, common law. And they've tracked yeah. this a very British legal system, which means when, you know, Basically, uh, you you follow the the uh, uh, the rules as they're stated, and not some arbitrary group that decides it based on political expediency. What the issue is is that China wants the ability to basically extradite people they think that have committed crimes against China up to their discretion. And in the past, they haven't done that. Hong Kong has not been forced to hand over prisoners. So, oh. if if someone cr- commits a crime in the eyes of the Chinese Communist Party, 
then that uh, then basically uh, China wants the ability to to force that person to be arrested and then extradited to China for trial. It's crazy and, when like those two hundred year treaties, like the treaty that was signed. 200 years before they expired in 1997, but like that British element is so ingrained in that culture. So well, the reason, I mean, if you think about it from the perspective of financial markets, yeah. the reason that Hong Kong has had such a success as a financial market has been rule of law and recognition of property rights. Um, and if you take Hong, and look, it's geographically benefit from trade, but really the reason Hong Kong has done exceptionally well as a, as a country or a, a semi-autonomous colony, if you will, is that it has not? Um, it has had that British legal system and recognition yeah. of rights of property, and 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 has a really vibrant press. In fact, you can go to Hong Kong and get on websites that are that are forbidden in mainland China uh, because you there's a right. And I think if if China, if the Chinese are able to erode the rights of its citizens, then it puts mm-hmm. the capital markets business at risk. It puts the freedom of speech at risk, the press at risk, uh, and potentially could destroy what makes the Hong Kong economy special. So it's some some democratic kind of like the the resistance is some democratic impulses pushing against. Well, there's the, always been this fear that China, the mainland, would infringe upon the rights of Hong Kong citizens. Mm-hmm. Effectively, they were special, and they yeah. were the idea was that they were always supposed to be treated special uh, and not. Uh, if they committed a crime in mainland China, you know, so be it. But if you committed a crime in the eyes of the Chinese government or the Communist Party, it's different. And let's keep in mind that China has a very fluid political, you know, anything that's political. Because there's, like, in the parks in Hong Kong, there are, are um, uh, groups that do, you know, your right to protest, your right to do things and stuff. And and the Hong Kong government uh, has has sort of allowed those protests to exist for many, many years even if it's anti-communist uh, uh, party of China, now they want to, 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 to mitigate that. So this mobilization, too, that has happened at the airport, it's taken another layer because there was the the protest against extradition, but now there's the other element of protests against police brutality well, that's a, occurred. This is a generation, so this is a generation that has lived, uh, you know, it's, if you think about, the changeover was 1997, we are 20... Three or twenty-two oh, years into the process, <laughs> and so you have a whole generation that grew up, um, and and I, you see these happen. This happens. It seems like every generation that sort of goes into, uh, they have sort of their own movement, and this is the movement of mm-hmm. this generation, which has grown up knowing China and knowing Hong Kong is you know knowing that these were sort of semi that Hong Kong was a semi autonomous section of China. Um, and it's interesting that it's happening now, but it appears that what 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 is actually taking place is a lot of just real significant distress in the population. And I think you know, like most revolutions or most protests, they usually start with something small. They yeah. usually start because there is a tipping point in the uh, uh, the culture that says this is not right. And then it evolves. It takes on a life of its own, and that's what's happening now. So this is a big deal in the it's a freight, massive deal in the freight industry as well. What are like some of as a tipping point? What are some of what what are you seeing may happen? Well, so you have to think about the fact that that before this weekend, we had not seen the protest really inter, really impact the broader global economy. Hong Kong's a an important economy in Asia. But it's in terms of global economic power, it's quite small. It's about the size of Dallas-Fort Worth. So it's the equivalent wow, okay. of DFW 
going on a riot and striking. It, yeah. it wouldn't be. It may be hurt in the U.S. It wouldn't be felt broadly. But when you think about it from the perspective of how it's impacting global trade, and it shuts down the largest cargo airport in the world, mm -hmm. and among the most, uh, you know, a lot of cargo originates in Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, uh, from from mainland China and other parts of Asia, it's a really really big deal, and so I think it can't be stated about how how disruptive or understated how disruptive this potentially is if it also blows up. Now the bigger thing to also keep in mind is what happens to Taiwan because the Chinese yeah. are that's a lot of this is very sensitive is that China uh, Taiwan has had this view that they're an independent country the yeah. desire for independence. Um, and mainland China has always treated it as its territory of China, except they have no rights of rule of law. And I think the fear is that if mainland China goes in, if the, the PRA goes in and attacks the Hong Kong government and systems, that it could reverberate through all of Asia. And, wow. and, and so this is a, a pretty tremendous deal. I think uh, as it looks for the freight markets, you know, certainly disruption of belly cargo and trade lanes is going to be impactful to both pricing um, it, it probably means that supply chains are going to be routed around it. Um, I think longer term, this could, you know, depends on what happens with Hong Kong. Uh, longer term, the question is going to be if you're a supply chain professional or you're an executive and you're dependent upon global trade, are you going to move away from China and Hong Kong being your primary port of entry yeah. uh, in terms of your distribution partners? Are you going to look at different parts of Southeast Asia? So you may see that places like Southeast Asia, like Indonesia, Malaysia, and Thailand uh, end up becoming big beneficiaries because mm. they are in Vietnam, because they're able to provide a secondary uh, level of support. And places like Singapore, which is not, doesn't yeah. have the threat of Chinese intervention, um, has a very stable political system, doesn't have outside influences impacting it. We might see uh, Singapore become a huge winner in this. Wow. Okay. Well, great. Wow. What? All right, guys. That is yep, some thank great you for analysis. The truck, you can't. So. You can't leave thank without hitting oh, it. Though. I gotta do it. I haven't done it. This is a propeller. I was like, you're supposed to. Wow. Cheat. He's, like got, uh, he's got. He's got some real <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> nice. All right, guys, take care. Thank you, Craig. Thanks, Thanks for Craig. Coming on. Great analysis. We'll do it. Appreciate we'll it. Do a longer one next time. Let's bring on the market expert for market expert trivia, Michael Vincent. Oh, H, brothers. You don't even have I to put on the can. You don't even have to put on the oh. can. <laughs> <laughs> you want to, people usually do it at the oh, end. Wait, you wait, do, it wait, do it at the end. Let's right. do it at the end. All right, at the end, guys. All right, let's not Oh, you've got to switch seats. Because we got to share the buzzer. Oh, yeah, that's right. You've got to switch seats. And you know, we can easily with these lava. I love it, yeah. I like not being wired down, even though I forgot to turn it on at the beginning. But I hope you guys forget. Okay, does he know the appropriate buzzer? That's the buzzer. That's the buzzer right here. The one that says game, game show, show buzzer. buzzer. You just got to keep your hand right here, your palm on here, so he's done reading the question. Okay. So yeah. So well, I you have, could. Just remember, I'm armed. I have uh, <laughs> um, seven questions. All right. Seven and these questions. are based on sustainability in the supply chain because right. you two are going to be on, I don't know if you know this or not, what? you're going to be on a show in a few <sighs> weeks uh, for off the supply chain, <laughs> right. you're going to be right. one, some of our market experts talking about sustainability in the supply chain. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Don't so, put us on the spot too much. Boy, let's see how you do wait. here. Number yeah. one. Uh -oh. This is, oh, it's, by the way, it's multiple choice. 
Oh, so we gotta oh. wait until he gets all through them. You can't, yeah. you can't jump for the audience at home. No, you can jump in if you want. No, don't Number jump. Let the audience have a chance. Like, Almost the audience have a chance. blank billion people are expected to become global consumers by 2025. A 75% increase over 2010. Is it A, 1 billion, B, 2 billion, or C, 3 billion? Oh. 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 It's 2 billion. 2 billion, correct. Wait a minute. <laughs> What? <laughs> Some say 1.8 billion. Oh yes! All right, you you Some studied say- hard. <laughs> that wow. wasn't in the multiple choice that we rounded 1. up. 1.8. This isn't well, the Price Is Right. He he, he beat you, <laughs> you to it. You one dollar. Right. Yeah, it's two billion. Right. But wow, you're demonstrating that you are a market market expert. All right, at least I'm not shut out. Right. Question number two: <laughs> right. To meet climate change agreements, consumer packaged goods companies will need to cut their greenhouse gas emissions by more than blank percent by 2050. Oh, we can't do it. Is it 70, 80, or 90 percent? He got it, but I I get it. You got it. 90 percent. That's correct! You got all right. C, correct. 90 percent will have to take care of it. I know we do need we need we need to actually get a button. We will. Now we get the studio, then the button's next. Number three, more than 90 percent of the damage caused by the to the environment by CPG companies comes from the supply chain, including blank percent of greenhouse gas emissions. Is it 80, 90, or 100%? It's 80. Correct! Well, you guys really studied, didn't you? Well, well, you tell we're going to be on some show fighting each other. (laughs) Okay, number four. (laughs) Two to one. We should be able to... Of the companies that report their greenhouse gas emissions to CDP, which is a nonprofit organization that promotes the disclosure of environmental impact data, yeah. only blank percent say they engage their suppliers in efforts to reduce emissions. Is it 15%, 25%, or 35%? It was 25, 15%. It was A. Oh, oh, oh. What is your, is that your final answer? A is my final answer. Oh, man. It is not 15%. Why did I second guess myself? What is 25%? Yes. That is correct. Two to two. Two to two. Oh, you had it. You let it slip right out of your face. It went right through. Between number five, between 2010 and 2015, membership in CDP's supply chain program rose 30%, but still stands at fewer than blank companies, including 19 Mm. consumer companies. The number of suppliers reporting through the program increased fourfold from 1,000 to more than 4,000. This is such a long question. It's a question, right, so question man. I know, is this it is too A, much. fewer than 100, B, fewer than 150, or C, fewer than 200 companies? I'm going to say it's fewer than 200. Eh, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, is it A or B? Is it 100 or 150? I have a 50-50 chance. You don't have the buzz. It's 100. That's correct! <laughs> Three to two, what a competition! <laughs> All right, we are gonna. Ha- what is three out of? I bid one hundred two more. I got <laughs> numbers. That that's not how you play the game. Oh, Vincent. Two more questions. Yes, two Unless more. Unless I don't get this right. Consumer companies can also offer their suppliers incentives for improving sustainability performance. Yeah. Walmart has pledged that by the end of 2017, blank percent of the goods it sells will come from suppliers that use the company's sustainability index. 2017. Have they done this? Is it? They've already done this. Is it A, 50%, B, 60%, or C, 70%? B. I'm sorry, that is insane. No! <laughs> do, you, do you know what the value of B was? 
60%? Yeah. Was it? it was not seven, <laughs> 60%. Do you want to try? Is it 50 or 70%? Oh, uh, I'm going to say 70%. That's correct! Wow! Good on them. All right. Well, for, uh, for, pride, <laughs> for Pride, uh, for right. Pride Dooner, right. the for Consumer Goods Forum, a global network of more than 400 retailers, manufacturers, Is that the CGF? Yes. I love them. <laughs> made a collective commitment in 2010 to achieve zero net deforestation by... Deforestation? In, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like in the rain Zero in a, net. What about the ozone layer? Are they working on that too? That's a lot of 80s stuff, right? right? No, we used to hear that a lot. All right, right let's start it again. I haven't heard right. about The Consumer Goods Forum, the CGF, a global network of more okay. than 400 retailers, manufacturers, and other companies, made a collective commitment in mm. 2010... To achieve zero net deforestation by, is it 2020, 2030, or 2050? It's 2050. Right? No, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn more about the environment. I need to learn more about the environment. Do you enjoy my strategy? Just, just let, let him go first because he's me, always going to be wrong. Then I got a 50-50 chance. I know. That is true. That's helping, isn't it? <laughs> 2030. 2020! Oh. Oh. It's like this next year! <laughs> you still won, though. You still won. You still won. I will brush up before your show. And uh, here, give yes, us a look. I have oh, okay. to do this. Yeah. I will I'll study a little harder. I like it. It's a little bread and butter. Little Wait, mixy. I'm salivating. That's the dinner time, though. Is. <laughs> um, well, thank okay. you for joining us. Very nice, Vincent. Congratulations. We will and, uh, give you a free notepad after yeah. this show. Awesome. Free notepad for... and all parting gifts. You get a toaster oven. Beautiful. OH, go Buckeyes. Yeah. And it's now time to see uh, what? What's on the radar with our friend Blake England? Blake England! Ooh. How many times on have you been radar. on the show? This is my Presented second time uh, in the booth. So, first time in the studio. Wow. Okay, great to have you here. Talking over the bumpers. Well, Excited to be it's here. his fault. He led you there. Uh, we, uh, well, you're, t I'm sorry for talking over the bumpers, but you're here for On the Radar. Yeah. What is happening in the world of Sonar, Well, I was going to say, usually we say hello oh, when sorry. people come in, but today we're going to say aloha. Why is that? Well, it's fitting that we're talking about average length of haul because, uh, I'm trying to start a trend around here. I wear a Hawaiian shirt every single Friday. Oh. That's part of my tradition. Yeah. Um, so it's well, fitting that I'm talking about what our index uh, category yeah. name, it's average length of haul, but in the case of Sonar, it's Aloha. So Aloha. I love that, very yeah. easy to remember. What does that mean? I mean, obviously, like it kind of, it sounds kind of obvious, right? Average length of haul, how long a truck is pulling something, is it that simple? Right, so uh, essentially what average length of haul is, is it's monitoring uh, the mileage of inbound and outbound loads come entering or exiting a market and breaking it down by length of haul. So it's typically the first indicator of, one of the first indicators of uh, market sentiment and carrier sentiment. Yeah. And aloha is a greeting and a goodbye. It is. Isn't it? Oh, it is. Yeah. I it's, didn't know that. It's both. Yeah, it's I like, don't know anything about the environment. And I don't know anything about um, <laughs> it's Hawaiian like, it's, uh, pleasantries. It's like chow, right? It's like, like chow. mahalo. Chow. Mahalo. Yeah. Mahalo. Ooh, mahalo. No. Yeah. It's a, um, Adam Carolla. So, uh, so it's it's useful for these things. The aloha index. Like, what what else do? What other kind of goodie do you get out of it? Yeah, so do we have, uh, I know we were talking about pulling up a chart. I wanted to, to break it down. Oh, uh, look at the magic whoa! of television. I was like, I magically appeared. Magically, you're showing us what's going on here. It magically appeared a just nice like the Impossible a. Burger this weekend. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Although uh, we are, we're not special in Chattanooga. I guess that they rolled that out nationwide. That Impossible okay. Burger, yeah. Gotcha. And did you have one? I have not had one, but are, I know that Junior had that two you'll on Saturday. I did. I did. Two, when I got on a radio, I went and I bought another one after I got out there. I'm serious. <laughs> Wow. It's impassable burger for you, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. He's not trying it. Yeah. You know what? We're going to start doing this like Lord of the Rings. Like, if you're not holding the cowbell, you can't ask the question. And I always hold the cowbell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Right, I'll get into on. it. So, uh, essentially how I uh, looked at this outbound average length of haul out of Chattanooga. Yeah. Uh, this is on my LinkedIn. I posted it on Friday of last week. Uh, but I saw this large dip in average length of haul in the first week of July. So okay. essentially what I'm doing here is I'm overlaying tender rejections. And one of the really cool parts of Sonar is you're able to uh, monitor the tender rejections based off of length of haul. Uh, so what I've done, I, I know that this has dipped down to almost 300 miles. So I've taken the outbound tender rejections in market major markets surrounding Chattanooga. Uh, so and tender and, rejections is when a load is put up on a load board. It's not. It's not. A, it's rejected, right? Correct. So, so you've got. I see Atlanta, Birmingham, Charlotte. What What are these? Knoxville. Look at that. Uh, okay. Great way to yeah. know muscle memory. So Atlanta, <laughs> Birmingham, Knoxville, uh, Nashville, and Chattanooga. Okay. okay. Yeah. So um, you're you're correct, Dooner. Essentially, when this number rejections start to get around 10% is when you really start to see a lot of spot market action. Yeah. That's contracted freight being rejected by their contracted carriers and going to the spot market. Sure. Um, so we can see this large dip here that happened around July 10th. But around the major markets, we can see these different rejection percentages for these markets happen days prior to that volume going actually going out. So Interesting. in this case, the rejections are a really good indication of uh, this line going down, which is exactly what happened. Nice, Blake. If people want to learn more about this, I know you guys do the night shift now, right? That's your new show you do with the great Kyle every, Cunningham. Yeah, every Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. This, this looks also like electromagnetic uh, impulses. Yeah, those are the particular colors that I just selected, but yeah, I believe yeah. there's 50 available in Sonar, oh, so wow. you can customize Good. it however you want. So yeah. Blake, back, back to you again on your night shift as we wrap up with you here. How do people go out and get in touch with you and find out about the night shift and you know, on social media? Yeah, so social media presence, we really pride ourselves as Sonar sales team. Yeah. You can find us very, very active on LinkedIn. Um, you can also go to our website. We've got a sonar page there as well. Uh, if you're interested in, in taking a demo and walking, walking you through it, um, or you can reach out to any of us on LinkedIn directly. Nice. That's right. Blake England. Uh, do you have a Twitter handle? Are you on Twitter? I do. It's uh, at Sonar Blake. Nice. And you got Very it. So your first nice. time on a... Technically my second time, yeah. but in the your studio. Your first time on video time. in the studio with the cowbell and all that, though. Yes! I like it, Very Blake. nice. Very nice. Authoritative, the whole thing. Thank you, Blake oh. England, ladies and gentlemen. You know who's you know coming on now? Find him. You know who's coming on now? Someone who's gone fishing. It's our friend Ken Smith. Ken Smith, bring him Ken on. Ken Smith, he's about to uh, break it down with us, you know? What, is it, when did he go fishing? With the P, with like a PH. Oh, that kind of fishing. Yeah. It's time we 
Yeah. Well, I know you, you oh, like the fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Did you put this here just for me? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little, <laughs> no, we all have little booth chairs. Are you kidding me? We don't have our custom chairs yet. I used to have to sit on a phone Yeah. Now they don't make phone books anymore. Yeah, he right. was telling us he spent three thousand dollars on like yellow page ads or something. No, oh, no, what was not that? no. It was uh, I spent I spent three thousand dollars in nineteen ninety eight for like a system that I thought was going to make me money. Wow! And it was the national yellow, the national direct internet yellow pages. What does think, that mean? Think nineteen ninety eight. Did you get fished? Yeah. Uh, I I, I got pretty scammed. I got you pretty did. scammed. Yeah, because I mean that was a lot of money back in the day. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't make millions, or was that the first? No, I didn't you lost? sell a single listing directory Not to one. a single business. So it was a little bit on me, but nobody was nobody. They did, did the internet even exist then? Yes, it did. Oh, Ken, okay. introduce yourself. Sir. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> My name is Ken Smith. Uh, I run pretty much things all tech here at yep. Great Waves. Did you invent Sounds the internet? No, 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 Al Gore did. Oh, mm. okay. Right. Let's make sure we get that straight. Yeah. You know, it's All actually right. tied well, with our environmental stuff, too, because he yeah. also did an inconvenient truth, right? Oh, he did. did yes. 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 Well, it's great to have you on, and you are talking well. some cyber and supply chain security. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, so, a, it's a hot topic. It's a hot topic right now. And right now, cybersecurity in general is becoming even more of a hot topic because we are dealing with the upcoming election. Ah, the upcoming yes. presidential. So now everybody's talking more and more about cybersecurity than than ever before. Talking mm-hmm. about you know, are we going to get hacked again? Is the election going to get hacked? Well, yeah, you know that's that's what you're going to hear forefront, you know, out there in the press because that's what's hot. That's what everybody's talking about. Sure, yeah, uh, especially with all the presidential debates happening right now. But what we have to remember is there's a huge aspect to that on the back end. It's not just about the political state. It's about everything that we're doing now. Everything. Uh, that we are involved in, especially supply chain related, we have to start thinking more and more about security. Uh, we've got a situation where everything is now being stored in the cloud for the most part. If yeah. it's not, you're way behind. Well, just because you're stored in the cloud does not mean you aren't exposed. It's just in a different way. So hastily like, catching up to does, yeah, does, Very much so. Like in the end, if you can hack a password, does it really matter if your password has like... 27 characters with lots of exclamation points and stars. Oh. You know, like, it, does the password matter? It does, yeah. significantly. Length, combination, everything. So the really? easiest the easiest hack is a brute force, which all they're doing is just running, testing your password oh, with let's, lots of variations let's try and some everything. Here. What's your password? Um, we just want to yeah, let, we'll let you know if it's if it's secure. Right. Yeah. Go ahead and just tell <laughs> are us you ready? how you many characters are in it. Right. Oh. You better write this. But isn't that how phishing kind of works? Right. It I mean, is. That's a simple. Well, version actually, of it's, a, it's a much it's a much simpler way. And believe it or not, people still fall for it every single day. I heard one just the other day where a lady uh, got caught up on it. But you might let's say you're it's a Gmail account or your company uses Google and Gmail as their back end. So you get an email. It looks legit. There's a Google logo on there, and it says, hey, we need to do an authentication, re-authentication for your email. So you click on it, goes to a website, and instead of looking up and seeing that it doesn't say Google.com, right. it might say something similar to that. It could be G-Q-Q-G-L-E or something. Yeah, You know, dot .com, and it wants you to enter your email and your password, so you do. And then it takes you to a message that says, thank you, we appreciate it, everything's fine. Well, all you've done is you've just given your email address and your password yeah. uh, to whomever might want it. Now, that, Timothy Dooner, one, two, three. Timothy, yeah. yeah. Don't want Four, to... five, six. We said it had to have six. So he added, oh. he added the three extra yeah. characters oh, just okay. to make sure. 
Uh, but yeah, you know, you think, okay, so that's my personal email. That's awful. It's going to, you know, send out a bunch of uh, other information. But what you got to remember is if you're on a corporate network yes. or you are an admin on your corporate account, all of a sudden they can basically take over, you know, everything that you have, all of your information. So again, if you're a company that you stores everything in the cloud, you're, well, again, it depends. If you're an admin, that's where you really need to be extra careful because if you're if your company stores everything in the uh, say Google Cloud, so Google Docs, you know Google yeah. Sheets, you use all those types of documents. You don't really have a local repository for that stuff. An admin can get in, suspend everybody's account, and basically that's where you get the email that send off and what you're getting about with ransoms. Yeah, you know, they're actually holding. There are people that are holding companies ransom for all of their intellectual property. We heard. I mean, I heard this when I was covering Falcon, and they were they were hit by multiple ransomware attacks. One of them Absolutely. that didn't allow them to hit payroll on time. One of them was just a couple of bitcoins. At the time, bitcoins like trading at sixteen right. or seventeen, but they didn't want to pay the thirty four to fifty thousand. So, and because a lot of carriers don't have that margin, especially those who are close to the bone. So, what can companies do, especially these trucking companies, these asset based carriers, the smaller ones? to prevent some of these ransomware attacks? Because they're the most at risk. Sure they are. And and the answer is a really annoying one. And yeah. that is add every level of security you possibly can, including your two-factor authentications, password expirations, really complex, difficult passwords for yeah. all of your employees at, at all different levels. You can go through all those steps. But even if you do all of those, you still are limited to what your employees or what your staff may do. Again, if you fall into a phishing scam, there is nothing that's going to stop that from a system. If you give your email and your password out, there's yeah. very little that any kind of uh, protection on the other side is going to do for that if you're so giving it out. So just don't respond to email ever. Be, right, yeah, just eliminate right. your email. Right. Now, you just have to be super careful, very yeah. diligent. I mean, nothing is better than being well-educated. You just have to be very, very diligent in what you're doing and making sure that anything, any emails you get like that, first of all, you probably aren't going to get any. But secondly, if you do, just double check that they're legit. They're coming from the right source. You are on a secured server, things of that nature. So there is no better protection than just being very diligent and educated about what you're doing on the internet. Wow. Well, well thank we, you. That sounds yeah, like a, a big deal. <laughs> we are trying to educate our audience, you know. And besides talking about fishing with a ph, I know you yes. like to fish. Absolutely. When, when, with when an you, f. When are you going out there and uh, catching the next big uh, kahuna? That's a it's a great question. Uh, my last trip last month, we ended up not being able to make it. We're trying to get it rescheduled right now. So oh, hopefully we're getting okay. back out to see you very soon. Stay we'll tuned. Look forward to it. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, bring I'll me back sure to send you some. Stay. I'll be happy to. Matter Thank of fact, you. I might still have some vacuum pack from last year. If you'd like me to bring those in, we'll yes, have a yes, few please. of those extra ones. Yeah, yes, thanks. please. All right. Thanks All for right, joining us today. Here. Yeah, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You, oh, okay, he's staring at it. You want to hit it, don't you? No, 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 but I want to hear you. No, but I want to hear you. I'll give it for you. There you go. Thank you. All right. You know who's coming in here next is Emily. Played a little big deal, little big deal. Big deal, little deal. And she has one of the most unique cowbell plays of all time. She just does like the little tea, like the little, hi, tea time. That's her move. <laughs> really? There she is. But you know what we're going to play right now? Big deal. Oh, it's a, it's a, nice. It's a I'm digging the denim jacket. <laughs> I need a booster seat. We no, we do. all need booster seats. Oh. Oh, the, both you and Ken Tunero just gave away the magic of television. I was told, <laughs> sorry, we're not really this tall. I was told to scoot a little closer to you. So oh, okay. Uh, more cozy. Yeah, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, bring it on in. Bring it in. Let's bring it in. We're going to take it home. It feels good in here. I like it. It does. It's my first time. It's not nearly as hot. you like it really cold? 
Yeah. Oh, Other okay. than that, yoga. Yeah. We were doing before. <laughs> yeah, that, was that is an improvement yeah. over yes, that. Yes, I'd rather have a cold. Sure. That's why I have my jacket on. But you guys yeah. ready to play some big deal, little deal? We are ready. Let's Set. do it. We're ready. Ready Let's or not, here we go. Dooner starts this week. Oh, okay. So oh, you are first. He always goes first. No, no. We switch it every week. No. Yeah. Okay. All right. CBP opens new fast lane at Laredo's World Trade Bridge. Yeah. The fast program allows expedited processing of trucks owned by commercial carriers that have completed background checks and fulfill certain eligibility requirements. Dooner, is this a big deal or a little deal? Hmm. It's a pretty big deal. It's a big, I'll give it a big deal. Yeah, because I mean, it's a great start. It's moving trucks that don't even have cargo in them, right? They're, they're empty containers and it's allowing them to pass right on through specialized border issues that's been going on time is of the essence especially in trucking especially for these drivers so any way you can get them to move faster and i'm sure they'll agree with me is a big deal this isn't a fast <laughs> lane this is a little deal hey i mean you know do what you can to speed things up a little bit but 10 million dollars if for one little paved lane, drop well, in the bucket. I mean, hey, for <laughs> those for those empty trailers going through a few hundred of them a day, hey, that's nice. But you know, like open it up and let's get some let's get some real flow going. All right. All right. I guess that's how you feel. Okay, we'll see how you feel about this next one. Cathay Pacific Airways confirmed it has suspended a pilot arrested at those recent protests you guys were talking about yeah. in Hong Kong and actually terminated two ground employees for misconduct, according to the South China Morning Post. Is this a big deal or a little deal? Well, uh, it's a it's a big deal. Uh, as Craig Fuller just informed us, it's a big deal uh, on a number of levels. Uh, poor Cathay Pacific, they've They've been having trouble with the volatility in the region. They've noticed noted a number of reasons why, uh, and it's just not boding well for them. We're, you know, we're cheering for the protesters, standing up for their individual human rights, but it's a big deal. It's a big disruption. Uh, that's all I have to say. I mean, from an American perspective, it's kind of a little deal just in the sense that if you, you know, if you work for certain places and you're, you're caught on camera... Yeah protesting, doing damage. I'm not saying that these guys were or these ladies were causing any damage. But if you're caught doing that, you can be just as susceptible to discipline. Um, I know working in the media, we have to be careful with our own political statements that we make. And um, so is it a big deal or is it not a big deal? It's it's kind of a little deal. But you know what is a big deal? The awesome tactics that some of these protesters are using, like the lasers they were flashing to obscure facial recognition and putting the cones over the tear gas. So that that was that's a big deal. That's Those were pretty innovative techniques. I did not see any of that. I'll have to go back and watch all the coverage. Yeah. Well, Dooner, this one is for you. Okay. Redwood Games raise $130,000 for juvenile diabetes research. Has to be a big deal, right? Yeah, of course. This is a huge deal. This is uh, It's great what they're doing. They're using they're using their name and their recognition. Um, relatively not the largest 3PL in the world. They're pretty big. They're pretty yeah. big, and they're using that for a great cause, and they're bringing a lot of people in. 130,000 is really nice for juvenile diabetes. And every year they've grown this, this thing to be bigger and bigger with each one of these philanthropic things. Maybe we should start thinking about doing some of these things, maybe a freight athlete too. That'd be awesome, man. I like yeah. it. Yeah. This is An a big deal. <laughs> this is a big deal. Yeah. And, and also it was, I like the creative ways that the teams found to raise the money. Yeah. So they, they did have a good time. Uh, but what one team charged Redwoods, uh, brokers to, pet a team member's dog. Another oh. team auctioned off the choice of their team member's first tattoo. Ooh, wow. wow. That's right? a I mean, big one. Were, some teams sold a white claw to their fellow freight <laughs> brokers. 
uh, while another team hosted a FIFA video game tournament. I mean, they were they were really opening up the creative thing. There was a dunk tank. They they had a you know they 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 played games on the sand. And the beat. They they had a tug of war. I mean, they laughed, they cried, and they raised a hundred thirty thousand. Right, we get it. They did it. But what? So what game would you do here to raise some money? Like I would. I was seeing like in Japan they do office chair racing. Like, and I would love to see that. Oh, like, like the Marley chairs. Yeah. Yeah, like we'd have to Ooh, race I in would, our chairs. I think I would be pretty good at that. I'd be able to bet on, on uh, who the winner would be. Yeah, that's a great idea. Very yeah. creative yourself there. I, I like the idea of some beach games. Can we get to a beach? Oh, river games. Let's river do, games. We'll have some river, river games. games. I, a tug of war sounds good to me. Uh, I don't know. Nice. Um, you guys got yeah. some good ideas. Well, a U.S. lawmaker wants to break barriers for women truckers. I don't mm. know if you guys heard about this. The Promoting Women in Trucking Workforce Act states the trucking industry should explore every opportunity, including driver training and mentorship programs, to encourage and support the pursuit of careers in trucking by women. That's according yeah. to a draft of the bill that was obtained by FreightWaves. Is this a big deal or a little deal, especially for women truckers? I gave this a little bit of thought um, as I saw this article and... And uh, I think the senator is from Kansas, I think. Yes. It, um, at first, I was inclined to think that this is was a little deal. But oh. the, but overall, I'm thinking this is, I, I, I it may be a little bit of optimism leaking in here. I'm going to say big deal. Okay. I mean, yes, it's true that the legislation hasn't really been even, you know, it's, I don't even know if it's really, has it been introduced? But it's like, it's, it hasn't, it I think there is a cultural trend. I think that the industry is saying we are really going to make a change in uh, in marketing and and uh, trying to attract women into the industry. And I think that the macho aspect of trucking may be passing out, uh, passing its way a little bit because of the very technology that's coming yeah. in to play uh, and, and the aging demographic of a lot of the you know vastly majority men population currently driving yeah it's a big deal i know that there's um i followed some women in trucker forums and things like that and a big concern amongst there is just safety for the women um in in terms of just harassment and and things like that so i think that this validates some of, of those concerns it creates inroads for to increase that into put some outreach to women that says this can be a career for you and it's not just a male-dominated industry, and I think that it kind of has had that stigma for a long time. So, you know, I can't hate on this one. I mean, even though you kind of blocked my big deal, I got to stick with big deal. Okay. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah you were talking about yeah, the change in technology when the autonomous truck came from Pronto the other day. I really wish I had my CDL because I would have liked to try it. <laughs> Why do you need oh, to know. drive an autonomous truck? I mean, it's still a truck. It's still a truck. Yeah, I guess so. So, good point. Okay. CBS News is reporting Amazon is hoping to turn one of its San Francisco warehouses into a distribution center for alcohol. No. All right. Meaning, if if the e-commerce giant gets its way, it could deliver alcohol to Prime Now customers in San Fran. They're already doing this in New York City, LA, and DC. Big or little deal? So, like, drones are going to be dropping bottles no, no, of wine no. on people's heads? Yeah. You know the car, like, the vans that show up yeah. there? It'd be one of those vans. It'd be one if of those vans. order alcohol, say in an hour, it's at your doorstep. I mean, yeah, when I drank, I would have thought it was a huge deal. I would have been like, hell yeah. I, don't. <laughs> I mean, it's good, you know, because I think that people who can put themselves into precarious situations, especially when they're, you know, they're, they're like, oh, I've only got, like, a little, you know, a little, little left in there. Maybe yeah. I should go to the store. Now they can just be like, all right, I'll just open up my app and... Get it delivered. It so I think it's, candy, 
Wait, I, so I didn't know there was an hour. There, there's an no, hour. I don't know if it's an hour. Oh, an it's, hour's like, a big deal. No. Like, I, just, I made that up. I don't know. Prime or a short now. time. What, short oh, time. Short, okay. what is prime now compared to prime? Oh, it's like quick. It's like that day of, right? So then it is within okay. the day. Yeah, but you, you can't, you're not like at your party and you're like, guys, we're getting short on beer. Place an order. And, you know, within a little while. Doesn't like TaskRab and other companies do something? I like think that, other right? companies do deliver alcohol. I think there's this so many places in the companies on yeah. space now. Is a little deal until it comes to Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a pretty Coast. big deal. It's kind of cool. It's niche. It's interesting. I mean, it's niche in what they're going to be delivering. And, you know, alcohol is a, what? It's, it's a billion dollar industry. How do they make money, though? Like, they, like, I ordered. A, a Blu-ray off Amazon, and it was five dollars, like Prime delivered, and it was like next day. Like, how did I, I just don't understand how they make money doing these things? They've, I know they've been doing that for a long yeah. time. Yeah, I guess they have enough customers uh, as we see. So. I wonder yeah. how. But all these other companies are getting killed in that space. See, I think it's not helping the sustainability of the supply chain, but you know that's another topic. Oh, because you're be just getting one thing. <laughs> yeah, because when you go to the store, right, to buy like a bottle of wine or something, then you end up buying like oh so much toilet paper and like yeah. ten other things like, like Target, yeah. the yeah. Target effect. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Why RC drivers lose satellite radio? No, no more road dog trucking in those cabs. Say it ain't so. Chad, is this a deal worth changing the dial on? Oh, I. it's going to be a big deal for those trying to tune in to hear Dooner and Kingston <laughs> on Saturdays from 3 to 5 on um, Road Dog Trucking, Channel 146. Um, I think, you know, here's I'm going to say little deal because there's a lot of other media options out there. Dooner, what do you think about that? I mean, it's a big deal because it's a sign of bad things to come. I mean, I was with a company, and they suddenly took, like, the cream and sugars out of the... Uh, out of the coffee room, and then you stop getting water bottles for the water cooler. They start turning your satellite radio off. I don't know. That means they're in some financial Might turn trouble. the lights off a little YRC's later. YRC's earnings were not so great. Yeah, yeah. especially. They're starting to consolidate things down. So, I mean, if I was, if I was a driver for a com- any company that is sort of downsizing or going through things, I would be, it would be a big deal to me, and I would be nervous. And I think that losing satellite radio could be a telltale sign. It's awful. Also awful because like now they can't even hear me in Kingston at three to five p.m. on Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Channel One Forty Six. They could, I guess, they could stream with the truck though. They could listen to yes. the podcast. The yeah, podcast, that's right. Yeah, they it's... still could do that. Okay, Dooner, okay. this new studio, brand new studio, yeah. is it an HD deal or an SD deal? It's an HD. It's a huge deal. Look at this thing. We can move around. We don't have. We're not tethered to our headphones. Yeah. You know, we're not tethered to our microphones. Oh. We can live in the environment. We can feel the space. Blake England was up here talking to the board. Chad, like, jumped into mode and he was pointing at stuff. We couldn't do that before. So, yeah, this is a huge deal. This is amazing. Like, this studio is fantastic. And it's it's a culmination of a lot of hard work, including by your team and the guys behind the camera right now. Guys like Morgan and Nick, who've done an excellent job making uh, making this happen and making these streams happen. Um, I feel terrible saying that it's a little deal uh, and bursting his bubble, but, uh, you know, the reason that this is a little deal is because we were doing a great show out of a supply chain closet. Yeah. Okay. And we can do anything. We're pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps, hmm. and this is just the beginning, and there is more good things to come. Uh, so, yeah. in can... perspective, little deal. 
Okay. Have you guys been seeing? Has anyone been watching from crazy places today? I know. I don't know. I don't have. I don't have a link to the commentary stream. I hope they have. Yeah, we didn't. I want to give a shout out to Jose S. My boy out there on LinkedIn. Where is he watching from? Charlie Big Money Da Honey. Is that a real name? Charlie Hunt. Yeah, he wrote a great article that's on Freightways.com today about the logistics of college football, and I'm going to be doing my freight all kinds this week with him on how college football gear is moved. That, I'm looking forward to that one. It. That sounds yeah. fantastic. Oh, nice shout out to remember yeah. to do shout We'll have to do but shout outs. Full disclosure. Because I went to art school. Like, we didn't have a football team. Yeah. We had, like, ultimate Frisbee team. So, like, I'm more of an it's NFL fan. But, like, I'm from Boston, but my dad's from New York. And the first game he took me to was a Jets game. So, I got, like, cursed with being a Jets fan. So, like, I've just had a miserable life. Oh, man. It's hard I'm really in sports. And, and, and in baseball, too, until 2004, right? Well, if we get but then, now, it's then, like forever Yeah, ago. we're not feeling too bad about yeah. that. Uh, you know, um, I would say that I have no idea what I would say because it's not a big deal or a little deal. Uh, yeah, that's a cool shout out and uh, power to the to the people. Yeah, I love yeah. people from all over. It was like Tehran, yeah. Australia, Jordan, all over. They were watching, which re- is really cool. I remember sure I is. saw something about Mongolia today, and this may explain a few things. A lot of there's only 1.3 million people in their only main main city in Mongolia, and they're doing a lot of mining there. But they, there, there's not a lot of like, there's not a lot of reason to be tuning in to, to for maybe to trucking. So, yeah. But we've got to find that reason because Mongolia, we're looking at you. We're looking for you, we're, Mongolia. Yeah, Mo- Mongolia is a tough place to live right now. You know, it's landlocked between Russia and China. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you got North Korea tough, over yeah. there. And it, it gets really cold. Russia just shot off like a new. They had a nuclear test failure and it killed five scientists. Oh, this, like, gosh. really happened. Like, this whole year is just, like, a, a weird, like, action. Like, all these plots, like, that are just going on in 2019. Even us being in the studio, it's just, like, everything's surreal this year. Like, good and bad. Just, like, surreal and crazy. M, close the show out with us. What do you have going on? We'll get into our plugs. We'll let you plug your stuff. And then you can, uh, you can play us out. Yeah, what all well, you got going well, on? Well, we got a show about to premiere in yeah. two weeks yeah. off yeah. the supply chain. Ten I mean, we've days. been, yeah, we've been working hard on that. You've been working extremely hard. We got our dress rehearsal. It's going to be in the bar downstairs, Freight yeah. Alley. So, it looks amazing. It sounds good. We've been practicing. Got a few more practices tomorrow. So I'm excited for that. 12 episodes. I like to think of it as a studio as well. Yes, it is. You know? Yeah, it's another space. So we've been working hard yeah. on that and just keep working. Yeah, well, you're just like, you're rallying the troops, getting them to do all kinds of things. Freight waves now. Yes. Who, who knows what, what? Who knows? Kyle Cunningham does traffic jams now. If you want a song of the day, he recommends a song and tells you what routes Animated to take. Stuff. Yeah. Former, cool. yeah, former driver himself, so it's really cool. Emily, how can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Emily Zink. Chad, how can they find you on Twitter? At Chad Prevo. And you can find me at Timothy Dooner. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere. Podcasts are heard around the world. world. But now everywhere they're watched you on your favorite social media channel, just follow. You can also watch the replay anytime. This is on demand. You're, we're not on, you're not on our schedule. We're on your schedule. I like that. Or like any schedule, right? Just we're on your demand. <laughs> go to YouTube. Go whatever. Thanks to the crew and everything. We're going to turn the key in the ignition. Play a little song out of here. Bang a little cowbell for Hong Kong. Bang a little cowbell. Yeah, there's a big cowbell. Oh, yeah, going the, the airport shut down. Let's hope we get it all together. Bang a little cowbell for Uzbekistan. Bang a little cowbell for the first Mongolian listener who may not even be listening yet. They will be. They've been listening to what? The Trump! Join us in there, Mr. Mickey Faye. Thank you for being on the lights over there.
You know what's the weird thing about doing this here, though? The one weird thing is like I'm not I'm like because I, I don't usually talk like this when I don't yeah. have a microphone. I know this I is different. used to having this. I'm, this I'm is, getting. I'm feeling it though. This is different. There's I'm a lot of freedom you. of movement, but I'm you used to. It's kind of like the lead singer that. You All know, right. Thanks like, for joining us. That, All right. Okay. Time to go.